And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. Here we are in your presence lifting holy hands to you. Here we are I don't have the words to tell you how I feel. I just don't know what I can say. I'm not worthy to speak your holy name. Yet you
for the things he's brought us through. And for the things that he will do. Hallelujah, church. You know, there's one illustration that I love from the Bible that's found in Acts chapter 3, verse 5. And there we find that the Bible says that, and the men, speaking of Peter and John now, it says that, and he looked at them expecting to receive something. Amen. So I believe that if this man didn't look at them expecting to, be, to receive something, he wouldn't have received that his healing. So this morning, do we have people that are expecting to receive something? Do we have people that need something? So why don't you all rise up to your feet and please help me welcome my father in the Lord, your pastor, Pastor Chris. I trust you in the night time. I will trust you in the day. Lord, I trust you every moment of the I'll trust you in the night time. I will trust you in the day. Lord, I'll trust you every moment of the way. Let's all sing with us. I'll trust you in the night time. Lord, I'll trust you in the day. One more time, I'll trust you in the night time. I'll trust you in the night time. I will trust you in the day. Lord, I'll trust you every moment of the way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's all lift our hands to heaven. I think it's a good time to give God thanks for the good things He has done in our lives. We can really trust Him through the darkness, in the night, and in the day. God is faithful. God doesn't change like man changes. There is no shadow of turning with Thee. Great is Thy faithfulness. Lord, we thank You for all the good things You have done in our lives for keeping us up till this time in this point. We know you have a plan and a purpose for our lives. So we surrender to you. We give you our lives so that you can use us. We want to serve you. We want to be useful in your hands. We want to be pliable, flexible, adaptable. Forgive us our sins. Wash us with the blood of Jesus Christ. Make us humble, Lord. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. You have not left us. Jesus, we remind you of your words. I will send you a comforter. I shall be with you forever. Thank you, Holy Spirit, 
Thank you that you are here. Thank you that you guide us and you lead us. We will not go if you don't go with us. Let your presence never depart. Come, Holy Spirit, we need thee. Come in your precious own gentle way. I love you, Lord. For your mercy has never failed me. And all my days I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up till I lay my head, I want to sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire. You have led me through the fire. In darkest days, you were close like no other. I know you as a father. I know you as my friend. And I have learned in the goodness of God. Everybody sing. All my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so. the Lord has done. What a wonderful God we serve. You may be seated on top of your enemies. Hallelujah. Well, I'm blessed to be here with you this morning in the new year. 
I missed the New Year's service, but I was with you on Facebook Live. Amen. But we are here by God's grace, and we look forward with excitement for good things and better things. Amen. What has happened since I last saw you? Many people had birthdays and anniversaries. I don't know if it's a good thing to have a birthday over this festive season, but I think uh, we've had so many birthdays and anniversaries. May God bless you all. Amen. What has happened to you since I last saw you? You've picked up weight. And so did I. It's time for exercise. Amen. We thank the Lord for keeping us. By God's grace, we haven't heard any negative news concerning accidents or deaths. God's hand was upon us. Amen. I see Pastor Lasiba's wife is with us all the way from Joburg. And then our missionaries, are they still around? I didn't see Allison. She's here. I'm sure you guys can bring a greeting. I don't know if you should do it now or after I preach. Uh, and then the Uppington people are also here. Amen. Hallelujah. Then another good thing that I saw in the paper is that my pastor, Bishop Dagg, has been voted as one of the top 100 most influential people on the continent of Africa. I'm very excited about my pastor's promotion because it says a lot. Amen. Influential. Top 100. I think he's the only pastor on the list. The others are professors of universities, presidents of countries. But my pastor has made the list. The top 100. Do you see? It's important that you can see fruit of influence. Wow. I'm saying that to also tell you that many idiots have many things to say. But they don't come near to influence maybe four ants or ants or something. Ants. But you want to say something. On what list are you? Why must we hear you? What influence have you made? Pride is a dangerous thing. You elevate yourself to speak on levels you should never speak. Be very careful. Lest you fall. Pride comes just before the fall. Glory to God. And my pastor has invited me to be with him in March, so I trust God that I will go to spend some time with the man of God. Amen. We look forward to a great year. Are you still tired of last year? 
What is that chorus that says, yesterday is gone? <laughs> yesterday is gone, sweet Jesus. Tomorrow will never be mine. Yesterday is gone. You must all go to the sea. Have you been to the sea this holiday? Go and wash yesterday's trouble off in the sea. <laughs> and then we start afresh for the new year. Amen. I'm so excited about this year. I really am. Last year when I sat here, I was sitting in sand. You don't remember. I think we were either that way or this. I don't know. But things were not well. Now it is better. Now, next year, if God spares us all and we come to this time, there should be also different things. Are you with me? If there's no improvement, then it means you have not moved forward. You've stagnated. Any water that stagnates, it starts to stink. Yeah. You shall not stagnate, but you shall go forward. And you shall enlarge in Jesus' name. The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Two years ago, I said it's the year of building. Last year, I said it's the year of gathering. This year is the year of enlarge. You will see it with your own eyes. Amen. What is very important for you is to believe. Amen. Your belief system is very important. Please listen to me. What you hear constantly becomes your persuasion. All right? What you are persuaded about, you start to believe. Uh-huh. So if you sit under my teaching and you constantly hear me speak, you are persuaded by the things I'm telling you. And later that becomes what you believe. And what you believe will show up in your, your life. You know, whatever you believe. I'm, a, I'm an educated man by God's grace. I've studied at universities by God's grace. I've done education. So I'm not, I'm not somebody that throws away common sense or the brain or anything like that. Are you with me? But you see, what you believe will eventually show up in your life. You will become what you believe. And, and if you believe, like you believe that you have a good pastor, when your pastor speaks, things will happen. That's your belief system. Yeah. Now, other people will believe, I must be careful what the pastor says, you see. They will just become like they are, <laughs> like they believe. Nothing spoken to them will come to pass because they had to filter first. All these things. But you shouldn't filter too many things when you know your pastor is a good pastor. You must believe. And then you will take large steps in this, in your life. You will, you will enjoy life to its fullest. Because you must have faith in God. Have faith in everything that pertains to God. Hallelujah. Everything. 
Have faith in the servants that God sent to serve you. Yeah, it's all included in the package. I pray for you that you will not be deceived by the enemy. And what is the sign that you're on the right track in your life? Because there's so many voices speaking to you. So many voices. You don't know what to listen to. You know what will be the sign of the right track on your, in your life? You will see increase and enlargement. Listen to what I say. Listen, listen. Then you go outside and you see if what I'm saying is true. You will see what? Increase and enlargement. It's the sign that you're on the right track. Hallelujah. Not talk, 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 talk is cheap. Show me. Glory to God. So, I think we will make them greet afterwards, isn't it? Is it better? I want to teach you today, I want to start a series called Enlargement. Amen? The Secrets of Enlargement. Hallelujah. More is better. Two is better than one. Amen? One shall put a thousand to flight, but two shall put ten thousand to flight. This is the year of enlargement. You will surely enlarge. I don't know if I forgot anything before I preach. We are fasting soon. Uh, we are fasting soon. We will give you the dates at the end of the service. I think it's next Monday we're starting. But it's not going to be like the normal 21-day fast. We are changing it this year. Actually, I've decided to do 10 days. 10 days. The, the team discussed 14 days, but I felt the Spirit say to me, 10 days. Daniel's first fast was 10 days. But we're going to come to pray every night of the 10 days. That's what makes it different than a long fast and no prayer. All right? Because we have a venue, isn't it? Otherwise, God might take the venue from us and say, So for 10 days consecutively, we will come here for one hour in the evening and pray. With the fasting. Amen. So the fasting won't, won't start this week. This week you can eat all the leftover foods that you have from Christmas in your fridge. And then we start on Monday the 16th. Monday the 16th, two days before school start, we'll start to fast. This fast, you can choose what works well for you. We have one of two choices. You can do Daniel. You can eat just fruit and vegetables and water. Or you can do one meal a day. That's fasting there. You eat one meal like we, that's a normal other type of fast. Whatever helps you. I want you to get into fasting and prayer. We're going to include Strong prayers. Half past seven every evening. Is that good? Yes. Just till about nine o'clock. We'll see. We'll maybe have a small generator here. We need to buy a generator so that we don't have this nonsense. I was, this few weeks I was at a place there was a generator. Every time the power goes off, then the generator comes on. It was so nice. I was praying for you in Cape Town. That I had to sit in the dark. There was no darkness in my life. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you excited to be back? It's nice to be in a house where we are a family. Amen. If you're visiting here and you don't know, this is Breakthrough Ministries International. We are a family, close-knitted family. It's not a democratic system here. It's not a bureaucracy here. Nobody gets voted in and out. There's a father with many children. Amen. And so you are welcome to become part of this big family, a great family of progressive winners. Amen. And no matter what the devil has done to you in your past, your future is bright. Because Jesus, when he comes into your life, he makes all the difference. Hallelujah. And he wants to see you prosper. Every good father wants to see his children prosper. And if we that are evil want to see our children prosper, how much more God, who is a good God, wants to see you blessed and prosper. Hallelujah. So listen to the teaching and you too will prosper and you will be a blessed man. Don't fight prosperity. Whatever you fight will never come to you. Whatever you criticize, you will never have. Are you listening? Don't be silly and criticize and speak like people. Pastors want to talk about money. You need money. You need to prosper. So when I ask for an offering for the church, you can give something. <laughs> and I see you prospering tremendously in the name of Jesus. I can say that because I saw many of my young people prosper. Not I saw, but I'm seeing present continuous tense. I see my people prosper. And it makes me very happy as a father. So I know some pastors, they prosper and the church people don't prosper. But I want to prosper and I want you also to prosper. Even if you have more money than me, it doesn't affect me. I want you to be blessed. I want my, my son to have more than what I had. Because I have more than my father had. That's how life is. The next generation must have better than the previous generation. Yeah. So my son has a tough job to prosper more than me, but he, he can do it. And he will do it. Because a good man leaves an inheritance to his children. But I leave to you a spiritual inheritance. We will be pastors, teachers, evangelists, lady pastors. Hallelujah. I also see many people getting married in the coming years. In this holiday, I saw some old people in their 70s getting married. I was surprised. I don't know what it is, but people find love again. Amen. I see you finding love again. I see somebody coming to be your partner. Not if you're already married, please stay. Stay with the devil you have.
My pastor wrote a book. It's not available yet. I have the newest books of my pastor. I'm always blessed. I pursue things. And when I read it, I thought I want to share some of the things from this book. Amen. It's called The, Enla the Secrets of Enlargement. Beautiful. And I'm saying that on purpose because I want us to to crush the thought that it's wrong to read books and to teach what you learn. Let me tell you something very important. You see, there's an attack on the church always. It's always been so from the first. When Jesus came, he was attacked. He was said he's a false prophet. All the things they say today about pastors, they said about Jesus. Don't get excited about things. You must just be careful that you don't become the Pharisees of today. Like they were Pharisees in the days of Jesus. Yeah. They had to rebuke them. So, education and knowledge and enlightenment is important. Are you with me? And you can't just get revelation from looking into the sky. You must read. You can't be a leader unless you're a reader. Because what will you say to the people? <laughs> you can only give back what you've put inside of you. That's why reading becomes important. That's why sometimes you'll see me walk with the book. I don't have to. You know, you know you've seen the gift that God has given me. I don't need to, but I do it purposefully because I want to teach you that it's not wrong to learn and to give back what you have learned. Anybody here that has some profession, what are you? Let's take Dr. Debs. What she tells you about the eye, she didn't invent it. She read it somewhere. Somebody stood in front of her and taught her. Now she's teaching you. But you don't tell her you mustn't teach from somebody else's books, do you? But when the pastor is teaching, then you have an issue. But for every issue, there's a tissue. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sorry, doctor, I just used an example. I, I, I make examples so lots of people can understand. I want you to see the demonic attack of Satan. You don't have a problem if somebody else with some secular education teach you. Nobody learns things from the sky. We read it in books and we regurgitate it. Ah, that's why you sit there because I've read the book and you haven't. It's simple. If you understand here, start reading books. And if you are a proud person, you see, then nobody can teach you. That's the danger. And this Pentecostal notion, that they must not from God to her. They see that thing as a gevaarlijke thing. Want that thing is the Heilige Geest, but then there's another Geest. And most proud people brag about the one gift of the Holy Spirit they got. You know what is that gift? They all believe they've got the spirit of discernment. I can only escape. 
die is die van God die, ek kan onderskui. Really? Really now? Your life will be a testimony. Your life, if you hear from God or not, your life will be a testimony. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The Lord has never left me. I felt like a backslider this holiday. Because I wasn't praying much. I was reading my Bible, but I wasn't praying much, you know. I just felt lazy, tired. So I said, Lord, I thank you that you're not like me. That you won't leave me because of my laziness. You always give me another chance. But I'm back, Lord. But the Lord gave me some wonderful revelations when I was gone, but I'll share that as time goes along, okay? Turn your Bibles quickly to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. If you come from a church that is very quick and always goes out at a certain time, then you must get used to us. We try to do that, but it's not always possible because we like that the Holy Spirit's presence is here. It doesn't mean we have to be disorderly, but, but it's just nice to hear the word, isn't it? And, and to receive it. I mean, why are you in a hurry? Why do you want the word of God to stop speaking to you? Why? I don't understand. I really don't. Joshua chapter 1. Ah, verses 1 to 3. Let's put it in the NLT. I have it on the King James in my Bible, but then NLT is nice for the people. NLT stands for New Living Translation. It is a modern version of the Bible. Are you listening? And I did say that to you that you must all have Bibles. Last year we gave out 30 Bibles here. Jevon assisted me. And uh, I hope you all have Bibles. I see uh, the pastor has a big Bible in front here. Where did you get that Bible? Is that your Bible? It's quite big, eh? You can also defend yourself against West Bank thieves that come, try and steal something from you. But that, that, look, don't be shy to be a Christian. Don't be shy to walk with a Bible in the street. Why are you shy about God? Take your Bible. I'll tell you the thieves will take your phone, but they won't take your Bible. It's the truth. I remember somebody said he was stabbed in the heart, but he had in his pocket the Gideon Bible. And the knife only went into the Gideon Bible, but couldn't penetrate his flesh. The Word of God will protect you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So obey when I say what I say. Don't just say yes, 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 amen, yes. You're like that man in the Bible who said he's going to do something and he didn't do it. Get yourself a Bible and sit here and... Or, or iPad, if you can afford an iPad or what we call a Galaxy Tab. But not phones. I don't, I don't want to encourage using phones in the church. Because the phone has other functions and it will distract you. Do you understand? So put off your phone, put it away, and then use your Bible or your, what do you call an iPad or something like that. Amen. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says, After the death of Moses, 
the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. But the, the King James calls him the servant of Moses or the minister of Moses. To minister is to serve. Do you know that? When I call myself a minister, it means I'm a servant of God to serve the people of God. Hallelujah. The Lord spoke to the servant of Moses. God will speak to you when you have learned to become a servant. Amen. Anointing is transferred when people become servants. Hallelujah. I was praying this morning with Bishop Dag. He has a prayer meeting in the mornings. I don't know if you know. It's called Flow Prayer. And they were thanking God in their prayer meeting for being chosen by God to be ashes. Being chosen by God to mop the floors. Because the prayer was like, thank you, Lord, for using me to do something for you. You see, you're not doing God a favor. You're not even doing the pastor a favor. When you serve God, you are being blessed because it's through the serving that the blessing will come. Yes. The Lord will bless those who serve Him. I'm blessed because I serve God and you will be blessed because you serve God. Hallelujah. And you don't have to go far to see the difference between those who serve God and those who serve Him not. You'll see. You'll see in your life. Amen. He said to Moses, the, the servant of uh, Moses, Joshua, he said, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I have shown them. And verse 3 I promise you what I promised Moses. Glory to God. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land I have given you. May the Lord bless now the reading of His Word. Amen. <clears throat> Wherever you place your foot, it is the land I have given you. It's a, it's a season of enlargement. Glory to God. Now, the season of enlargement came for Joshua because he had to take the people into the land that was promised with flowing with milk and honey. Israel is a small portion of the, uh, of the east that has fertile ground because it has a river running right through it, the Jordan River. So on the banks of the Jordan, east and the west bank, you see very fertile ground and the farms produce beautiful olives and vineyards. Amen? Now when they, the rest of the, the Middle East, as we call it, is very desert type. Are you with me? And Moses and the people were walking through desert type land, the Sinai Peninsula. Yeah, but when they got to the, to the promised land, they saw that it was, it, had, it was fertile. The spies, when they went in, they saw people carrying grapes so big. One tross of grapes. It's a tross, right? No? One tross. Huh? Tross is Afrikaans. What do you call a, 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 a grapes? A bunch of grapes. Is it? Did you pass your English? A truss of grapes at any rate. They carried one truss. They came with a truss. They had to take a pole and put it through 
the bunch of grapes. Not, not the tree, just a bunch. And two people had to carry the grapes because it was big like watermelons. Yeah, that's when Joshua sent, uh, remember Moses sent the spies. He said, go spy the land. We want to enter. And when they came back, they said, yay, everything is big. The ground is fertile. The grapes is big. Apples are big. The lemons are big. And the lamuna is big. And the enemy is also big. That's when they became afraid. They became afraid. They said, the enemy is big. He said, we were grass. We were like grasshoppers in their eyes. And in our own eyes, we also felt like grasshoppers. Hey! But Joshua said, we can conquer this land, man. We can do it. Because God is with us. But because they didn't enter, they didn't, because of doubt and unbelief, they didn't go into this promised land. That was, that was just a few mu- uh, weeks after they left Egypt. They were just about to go in, but that doubt caused them to turn back. And for 40 years, they never went back to that place to enter. It was after 40 years where Joshua, where, where Moses had to wander with this doubting people in the desert, murmuring, doubting, complaining people, that Joshua now comes to this place where he sees the promised land. And the Lord said, now you go in and take it. Everything you will do will be big. All the cities I will give to you. Joshua was leading them into a season of enlargement. Hallelujah. Those enemies were going to be destroyed and you'll see in the weeks as I will teach you, he destroyed many enemies. There's many battles you will have to fight to get to your enlargement. Everybody wants bigger things and better things, isn't it? You'd like to move into a bigger house, isn't it? You'd like to have a better car, isn't it? You'd like to have a, a nice family and, a, and you have more food in your cupboards, isn't it? Everybody wants, you want to be more strong in the spirit. You want to know more scriptures, isn't it? Yes, you want to be a man of the spirit, a man of the word. That's enlargement in all areas of your life. Glory to God. And it's happening for you this year. You must obey God. And Joshua took them in. Now, oftentimes you'll see the scripture says, after the death of Moses. Are you listening? Sometimes there must be some, some cataclysmic event that happens in your life <clears throat> that sometimes you think it's a sad thing. But actually it's like the, it's like the watershed moment where God is now going to do something for you. Are you with me? It can be both a blessing or a destruction. You see, the separation from someone can be to you a blessing or a curse. Uh-huh. Let's first look at the blessing. You see, if, if, if sometimes if, if death, death is not always a bad thing. Death is sometimes a good thing. If, if an if a evil person like Adolf Hitler didn't die, then he would have gone to jail for 30 years. 
Then he would have come out now. By now he would have been back again. And he would have started to plan another world war, isn't it? Yeah. So death cancels him out forever. Uh-huh. Sometimes in life you have to separate from people. And some people leave your life by, either by death, by resignation, by separation, or by disloyalty. And it's not always bad. It's sometimes, in most cases, it's the kickstart of a new season for you. The, the pastors that's with me now, they weren't with me. They weren't my close associates in the beginning. Are you with me? And in the beginning, you know, God knows who you must have around you. God knows what is the people that's going to bless your life. The only difficulty is now, if you don't have the eyes to see, you can walk past the person that's supposed to be in a blessing in your life. Are you with me? Yeah. You must open your eyes to see. You know, Bishop Daguerre Mills is my pastor. I love him so, and his connection with me has blessed me and enlarged me. Right? Now, when I asked, I, I met the person in Cape Town uh, who met Bishop before I met him. Bishop, I was not, when he came to, to our church, it was the second time he came to Cape Town. The first time he came to this friend of mine. He's a friend of mine. He stayed in his house. But the guy did not recognize who is the man living in his house. Yeah. Now when he talks, he says, ah, you know, many years ago, 2006, uh, he's got what we call a bed and breakfast. So they brought the bishop, uh, Bishop Ago, and a few bishops in. They didn't recognize that these were mighty men of God. They thought they were just normal pastors like the Cape Town pastors. Not knowing that the oil on these men are very thick, loaded oil, because they pray for 30 hours where we pray for three minutes. And so the man was in his house, and then he keeps saying to me, Oh, uh, he, he came, he, stay, he stayed. And he even gave me the set of books. But I did not recognize the day of my visitation. So, me, for I, I came later. You see, sometimes there's a replacement in God. Maybe you're sitting on a chair that somebody else sat on. And God is giving you the chance now. That from here in this place will be the season of your enlargement. But you know, I don't want to be rude. I've never seen such ignorant people as in the house of God. You don't know what's good for you. Many people don't know what is good for them. That's why mothers have to force babies to eat what you call this pumpkin and healthy food because they don't know what is good for them. And maybe you are like that. You don't know what is good for you. But you see, I thank God because of the, the season of my enlargement. But when I initially started, before I met Bishop, these were Pastor Charlie, Pastor Robin, they were there in the beginning, but they were not Really, my main assistants, there were others. And then, as the years go by, issues develop. For every issue, there's a... Yeah. So, issues develop, and then separation comes. 
And then at that time, you might think that the separation is not good for you. But in God's agenda, it's the right thing at the right time. Because Moses, my servant, is dead now. Now you will take the people into the season of the enlargement. Moses had to grapple with them in the years of doubt and unbelief. But you, you will see the victory. And you will see the reward. And you will see large territories become yours. So don't be too sad if a friend that was your good friend is not here anymore because of some stupid thing or some deception that they believe. It might be the chance for God to take you to a new season. God's Holy Spirit will give you wisdom. Wisdom and bring revelation knowledge to you. Because oftentimes, it's your friends and your connections that affect your thinking. And that's why we teach so strongly. And again this year, I will warn you, don't be with people who influence you negatively against the church, against your pastor, and, or against anything pertaining to God. Get away from such people. Because the separation is the time for your enlargement. Glory to God. Or you can stay with the people and remain what you have and where you, where you are. Or you can rise to a new level. Yes. My son phoned me and he, uh, he spoke to me about Bishop Eddie's 60th birthday. You know Bishop Eddie who preached for us? He was 60, so there was a huge celebration. And he said, Dad, you didn't hear Bishop Dag speaking at Bishop Eddie's 60th. It was powerful. I said, you only watch the end. He said, yes. I said, you rewind back to the beginning. You will see there's also a clip of me coming on the big screen where I'm also saying my greetings to Bishop Eddie. He said, Dad, you are among the thick oil now. <laughs> you see, your enlargement is coming to you. Where you are connected to, where you flow with, will be your enlargement. When I first met my pastor, he said to me, Start moving with us. Just, just walk with us. Go where we go. He said, you will see what we have, you will also have. Yeah. And that's not envy. Don't get confused with envy. You must desire things of the Spirit, isn't it? I was listening to some idiot that was criticizing me, and he said, when I speak about you, you want what the man of God wants, you envy. That's not envy. The Bible says... He who desires the office of a bishop, you must desire the office of a bishop. You desire a good thing. Hallelujah. It's different from envy, but I, I, I don't want to be preaching to idiots. Ah, I know what I believe, and I've seen what I believe, and I've tasted the good of the land, I've tasted those grapes. I've tasted the trust, hallelujah. And I'm not turning back. I'm entering the promised land. And you will enter it with me. 
You see, believe even where you are now. I don't know what your situation. You might be economically struggling. Your family might not be where it is. God is great. God can turn everything around. You see, but even your enlargement, there's certain conditions for enlargement. There's certain what we call prerequisites. Die ding moet lekker wees voor je werk. As jy met my, sy kan nie, sy moet in die rechte omgeving en environment, you must come into the connect, the correct place for God to move and for, for you to see the blessing. Then you must also obey the things God tells you to do. Because God won't lie. What he says he will do, he will do. And he's going to turn things around for you. Just believe it. Amen. So the first, the three keys, I'm finished. The first key is just, it takes a separation. It takes a splitting. Yeah. And if you're here, and you, you, you don't serve here, but you like this church, there's a right way to leave your church. You can't just walk away from a church. It's not right. You must go and tell the pastor that you are very grateful for what he has taught you. But you have now moved close here and, you know, you don't just walk and say bad things about the church. It's not wrong to leave a church. But the way you leave it is important. I've also, I'm not at the same church I was when I started, but I still go back and I preach for them. I, I give some, some, I give donations to them. Because uh, there is a movement forward to a place of enlargement. Yeah. And sometimes God needs you to move out. But you must do it in the right way. Then you don't say, I care as outdated. No, no, don't say bad things about the church you come from. Be glad that you, are, you have come now to a place where you can learn something. So when you see your fellow church members from the old church, you don't have to hide from them. You did nothing wrong. Amen. Unless you badmouth them. You see, then you can't go there. But sometimes that separation from people, my separation from my former church, I had to do it for my season of enlargement. Now that I'm enlarged and I'm going to be more enlarged, I can help them too. Are you with me? I don't forget them. It's like Joseph. When the brothers came to him in Egypt, he said, I forgive you, I will give you. Oh, they did say a few things about me, which they will. That's part of life. You know, people never like you to leave, but the separation is almost like it's the kickstart. The catalyst is the correct English word. It's the catalyst to something great happening in your life. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Amen. Don't be too sad for those who left your life. Today is the day of new beginnings. Amen. Today is the start of something great in your life. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. And you see more people will come here because the church will enlarge. Your boyfriend or your husband is here. Your wife or your girlfriend is here. In the future. Some of my boys are so desperate for girls that people didn't even visit. They didn't even fill in the visitor's form. Then they already connected. Hey!
Forgive. Okay, number two, number two. Um, let me close. Let me close. Look at Genesis 12, 26 verse 12. I want you to know that as much as we want to be together with family, everybody listen to me. I'm almost finished, all right? As much as you would like your family to be connected, it's not always possible. If you want to get serious with God, a lot of people will live your life. Is everybody listening to me? And sometimes this whole idea that we are family, we are family, we are family, no. Jesus Christ, when his mother and brothers came to visit him, he made it very clear. He said to his disciples, those who do the will of God, they are my family. Yeah. So you can't continue with this thing, my family, my family, my family. Jesus also said that I didn't come to bring peace. Do you see now? What he meant was because we believe strongly in him, the others that don't want you to go so all out for God, they will be a problem for you. They will, they will try to say things to pull you back into the culture of social enjoyment. <clears throat> go to church, but not so much. You see? Now, if you have that mind, I can never separate. You will never enter the season of your enlargement. He said, I've come to bring a sword between mother-in-law and daughter-in-law. Between father and... You must read it in Matthew. I brought a sword between father and son. Get the scripture there for us so I can just teach you. I'm trying to say to you that separation in your life is not always bad. It's a good thing because it's the new season starting. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, leave it, leave it. Bevan is, oh, there he is. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came to bring peace, not peace, but the sword. I have come to set the man against his father. Hey! A daughter against her mother. And a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. So you can't get in your mask, you can't get away from Jesus had said that it's so obvious. You go play for some sisters, no. Yeah, there's no play here, Jesus. Verse 36, your enemies will be right in your own household. Jesus brought the eki. Jesus brought. So when it happens, then you think, no, something's wrong. Uh, we had a brother here that was so in love with the church. Really. He was really in love with the church and he was doing well. When we even started this property, he came here, he helped us. He was one of the first helpers here. Then his family told him, hey! 
You are too much at the church. You never spend the nice times we had together. And he had to make a decision between us and his family. He decided for his family. What a shock. Jesus said, I've not come to bring peace. There will be a form of separation. You see, our level of teachings is deep. And some people who read the scripture literally, they won't, and they don't like this. This, this verses, they don't like. They don't like it. But it's there. And it's for us. Glory to God. Okay, let me just give you one more point and I close because it's still holiday, isn't it? Joshua 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Now, he didn't just tell Joshua he's going to be ever large. He's going to have a big territory, Pastor Charlie. He told him how. He said, this is how you will have it, right? Number one, this book. Everybody say, this book. You see, God is going to lead you to a book. And the book of books is the Bible. Amen? But there are also other books in life that you will encounter that will change your life. Like when I discovered loyalty and disloyalty, I didn't just discover a book. I discovered something that changed my whole life because it brought me into, into the, the presence of the author of the book. And from there, everything changed. This book. And when I read Bishop's story, he tells about the book that changed his life of, of Kenneth Egan. So oftentimes I see men of God are led to a book. Books are not small. Books are not something that you must just ignore. In Revelation chapter 10, the angel came and gave John on the Isle of Patmos a little book and said, eat it. In your mouth it will be sweet, but in your belly it will be bitter. This book. Hallelujah. This book. Study this book. Of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Glory to God. Now, any good Christian book will help you to read the Bible more and understand the Bible more. Amen? But the book will change you. I've read the Bible for many years. But when I found the little book on loyalty and disloyalty, I have what I have today because of that little book. Yes. I give, I give a recognition to the discovery of this little book that has changed my own ministry and that can make me stand in front of you on this nice stage with purple lights at the bottom. I only had classroom services before. But the book! The little book! Glory to God! That little book made me fly all over the world. That little book! If God spares me, I'll be in Singapore in a few weeks. Hey! I've been to Israel. I've been all over Africa. I've been to the United States. I've been to Europe. Because of a little book. This book shall not depart. 
That's why I feel so strong to emphasize books. I don't care what people say. I don't care what idiots speak about pastors teaching from books. Paul spoke to Timothy and he said to him, bring this, bring. Don't forget the parchment and the books. Don't forget the books. Glory to God. Books bring knowledge and revelation. Hallelujah. And so I'm holding a book. Even now I'm holding a book in my hand. Because it's something I want you as BMI followers to get used to. That you should be reading a book. A Christian book. We're not talking about the, besides the Bible, the Bible is the best book, the number one book. There's nothing wrong with it. We all have Bibles. But what has changed you? It was this little book, small book on the bookshelf. My wife went shopping, I'll never forget it. And I went looking for this book because somebody had mentioned it to me. Searched for it, I couldn't find it. And after many weeks, I found it. It was a Doberman on the cover called Loyalty and Disloyalty. Oh, when I found it, I, 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 it was in my belly. In my mouth, it was so sweet. But when I swallowed it, I found the bitterness of disloyal people challenging me. Why you follow a man? Why you read a man's books? Why you? It was the devil speaking, trying to steal my enlargement from me. Glory to God. But the devil is a liar. I found the book. Amen. Say this book. There's a book for you. Amen. And that's why we have a bookshop. It's small now. It's going to get bigger. If you never bought a book in that big shop, if you never bought a book in that bookshop before, I have three words for you. Shame on you. I have all the books in the bookshop. I have them all. I have them like three or four times over. My wife has even told me to build more bookshelves because there's not enough place for the books. Are you with me? But I am putting it there to make it available for you so that you can also get something. There might be a book that I don't even know of that could be something for you. Something will be in the book. This book. Study this book. And your way will be prosperous. And you will have good success. It was the book of instruction. Yeah. What Moses wrote to them. I don't know if it's everything written in the Bible. We don't, we're not sure, but it's, he told Joshua what Moses wrote down. Take this. Study it. Meditate on it. And you shall make your way prosperous. And you shall have good success. Glory to God. You see, People would rather be happy if I never discovered the book. If I stayed in my classroom. Actually, you would not have sat on this chair if it wasn't for that book. I would not have come to Delft if it wasn't for that book. I would have not had money to buy this property if it wasn't for that book. Are you listening? There's a, the book will make a difference. It's much bigger than just thinking it's a a cover with pages. No! It's what is in the book. 
the spiritual food, the nourishment, the revelation that will change your life. It's in a book. This book, Joshua. This book must not depart from you. Meditate on it in the night and in the day. Think deeply about it. Then your ways will become prosperous and you shall have good success. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. This book. May you all start reading books. Even now in the fast. May you have a book. When I ask you, what book are you reading? You must be able to tell me. My daughter reads a lot of books. I've drilled it into her since she was young. My son reads books. They must be readers. Amen. Ask your neighbor, what book are you currently reading? What book? Ask your neighbor. And licht so man over, and as nog fast it nog beginning. If you're not prepared, listen. If you're not prepared to search through books, you are not prepared to find the secrets that bring enlargement. Because in the book is the secret. Are you with me? When I longed for my church to grow, I started looking for books of church growth. Then I discovered the books of David Yonkichong. Wow. All the secrets you need is locked up in a book. What did your neighbor say? Did she say what book she's reading? This one, the one next to you couldn't answer. Oh, I see. Uh, not the you or the cake or the crazy. What, what book, what spiritual book are you reading? Martin Luther, the great Catholic priest that changed or brought us another version of the gospel. He read Ephesians, Galatians, and Romans. He was a naughty student at the Catholic Bible school, and they thought that if they can make him uh, also teach, maybe he will stop with all his nonsense. So they told him to teach Ephesians, Galatians, and Romans. Now the Catholics that time didn't read the Bible, the priests read it. So when he had to study the books, of Ephesians, Galatians, and Romans, he discovered that salvation cannot be bought with money. You know? The Bible says in these books that salvation is by faith in Christ alone. Yes, in the atoned work of the cross. Then he nailed his 95 theses against the door of Germany in Wittenberg. You know your history? And from there started the breakaway from the Roman Catholic Church, which we have the Anglican Church, or what we call Protestants. The Protestant Church. How did it all happen? A book. He read the books. The books are there, but you never read it. But Martin Luther opened it, and he read the book. Because the Catholics used to say, you can get salvation by bringing money. You can't buy salvation. Salvation has been paid for you already by Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. We didn't know this, but a man called Martin Luther read a book, say a book. And it was found in the book. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I give you two points. That's enough for today, I think. 
I had more, but I'll continue next week. Amen? I'm teaching you how that you can enlarge your life and your ministry. The first key is that it sometimes happens when there's a separation and a death. Are you with me? When there's a resignation. We always want everything to stay like it is, but that's not how life is. People depart your life. But it's not the end of all. It could be the beginning. The beginning of your enlargement. Number two, this book. This book. You will find knowledge, revelation, God speaking to you through a book. Hallelujah. Now let me tell you the things I'm teaching you. It's in the Bible. I just showed you the scriptures about it. But people who don't listen to my teachings or the, this type of teaching won't understand it and will argue with you to say you mustn't read books. Anybody who tells you not to read books, those are people that's not educated. You'll see. No man can go to university and not read books. Actually, a university is only a place where you read a lot, to be honest with you. You must read a lot and then you must tell the professor what you read. That's a university. So if you don't like to read, rather go do home economics or woodwork or motor mechanics. Isn't it? Even there you must read. Dear Jesus. I won't change what I've got now to go back to your understanding of the gospel. I found a new way of living. I found a new life divine. I found the fruit of the Spirit. And I'm abiding. I'm abiding in the vine. Hallelujah. This book. This book. This book. My time is up, isn't it? Let me give you one more point. Two more minutes. Two more minutes. You see, God said to Joshua, you must not do what the, pre the people did with that was with Moses. Are you all here? Now, the people that heard Joshua speak before they went into, the, they're getting ready to go into large territories with milk and honey. They were going to kill the people in Jericho. The walls came tumbling down. Ai, Gilgal. They took off all. Oh, they took it all. Joshua, the great general. Yay! I see you taking territories in Jesus' name. <laughs> and I want us to take the whole of Delft by God's glory. I was going to do crusades last year. We just postponed it, but it's coming now. Big openness is coming to Delft. And you will be part of it. You'll see many souls come to kneel before the altar as their lives are changed. Hallelujah. We're not going to just stay in this nice war. This is only our base camp. From here, we launch military attacks on Leiden, on Rosendal, on Fuerberg, Jav South, wherever, into Gateway. And we're coming to West Bank also. Open airs. Big generators and trucks, we are coming. You can be part of it. Everywhere you place your foot, I have given it to you. Listen to this one. Let me just give you this last scripture. 
Joshua 1.16. Listen. As in most January, you look courses up, I said. Yeah, because they said January and February. I just want to give you this last key because this is so crucial. I was, I've been speaking about it all morning about history. You see? History. Now, they said to Joshua, they answered Joshua saying, we will do whatever, listen here, we will do whatever you command us and we will go wherever you send us. That's after he gave a speech. Right? So the, the people said, his, his commandments, we will do what you tell us, Joshua. We are going to enlarge. Amen? Then they say in verse 17, We will obey you just as we obeyed Moses. And may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. But listen to this verse, verse 18. Anyone who rebels against you, who rebels against your orders and does not obey your words, and everything you command will be put to death. Be strong and courageous, Joshua. Now, pastor, you say, why were they so hard to kill people who didn't obey? You know why? Must I tell you why? Because they learned from the history of their fathers who disobeyed Moses and who fell in the desert. The Bible says, the corpses lay in the desert. None of them entered the promised land. So they said, Yay! We're not going to tolerate rebels, disloyal people, not in this church. If anyone wants to be a rebel or disloyal, we will kill him. You don't have to even kill him, Joshua. I'm telling you what's in the Bible. They can do his training. Goodbye. Why? Because we don't want to suffer what our fathers suffered in the desert. Snakes put them. Evil came on them. God wanted to kill them. Every time Moses had to say, Ach, Heer, So we will not make the mistakes. What is the lesson we learn from this? This is the third point, the last point for today. We must learn from history. And you know what's the saddest thing about life? You know what is the greatest lesson of history, Sister Fortein? You must, you must listen slowly because it's a deep saying. The greatest lesson in history is that people don't learn from history. Do you see now? Like for example... You, 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 you know what happens to a disloyal person who comes against the pastor, speaks against God, speaks against the church, but you don't learn from that story. You go do the same thing and you expect a different result. You're going to end up just like the people that made the same mistake. You must learn from the mistake of your father. You can learn from the mistake of your, pa your father and your mother's marriage. Isn't it? Isn't it? Your father was night and day. He said, "Go play with your mama, Susa. Go fapelki. No, Jay, Munu, Susa, go fapelki. Visi. That your man can rest. He is to come. Amen. Nah, you will not know. Amen, Sene. You can learn from history. 
Learn from the mistakes of people that went ahead. Say, we won't do this. Because you will have what you do, you see. They had what? Death, destruction. Their corpses withered away in the wilderness. You know, as I teach you now, I taught many people. I even told the people about the disloyal, uh, disgruntled. You see, if you ever thought disloyalty was something small, God killed those people or didn't let them in the promised land. They didn't, it wasn't really their sexual sins or this. It was because they complained against Moses. And they were unhappy and disgruntled and dis they were not loyal. When Moses went to the, to the mountain, they made another God and they worshipped him in the a calf God. Forgive! You will be enlarged if you remember the mistakes of your fathers and your mothers, your aunties. Avoid them. Amen? Jesus said in Luke 10, 24, many prophets and kings have desired to see the things which you see. They've not seen them. To hear the things which you hear, they've not heard them. Virgil! I think when, once you leave a place that's good and then later you sit and you think, then you say, yeah, I've made a mistake. Many people have desired to see the things you see. You see, many prophets, but they didn't see it. Many people desire to be at a nice place like this. They didn't see it. You need to learn from history and be very careful about your decisions. Amen? And you will become enlarged. Hmm. Hallelujah. Actually, God counted the times that they came up against him. He said, ten times, I'm finished. He said, they have rebelled against me ten times. Ten is the number of completion. God doesn't just strike you once. Gives you a number of chances. With the Israelites, he gave them ten chances. He said to Moses, these people have rebelled against me ten times. Can you believe it? Numbers 14, 22, and 23. I'm, I'm finished, I'm finished. Numbers 14, 22, and 23. Just look there. They have, they, have, they have tested me by refusing to listen to my voice. 23, 23. They will never ever see the land I swore to give them. They will never see it. You will not be enlarged. For according to this verse, none of those who have treated me with contempt will ever see it. Put it in the King James. I want to see the ten times. Where's the ten times? He says it. He said ten times. Yeah. 22, I think. Yeah. Put it in yellow. And they have tempted me ten times. You see, the grace of God, it is, is there for you while it is there. But there comes a cut of time. It's a sermon I preach, the barren fig tree. The Spirit of God will not always strive with man. There are many of you sitting here this morning. God has been speaking to you about getting yourself into the work of God and into the ministry and giving your whole life even to Christ. But you have rebelled against God. 
I don't know if it's number, chance number seven, chance number eight, or chance number nine. But there comes a complete time of ten times. There it is. And, the, and have tempted me now ten times. They've seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in the wilderness, but they have not listened. But I see you being a Joshua generation. Amen. You are going into the promised land. 2023 is the year of promise for you and for me. As we, as we, as we journey through this teaching, you will see many challenges that say it, but you will conquer them all in the name of Jesus. There are many kings waiting for you. Many kings representing demon powers. You must cross, you must defeat them. You will use strategy that God gives you to defeat the enemy. But you will enlarge. It's the year of enlargement. What would I like to see? I'd like to see the church fill to the back of the wall and then have a second service on a Sunday morning. I'm telling you outright what my vision is. Amen? Because as much as this is great, we must never think we've come to the place where we've done everything. No, we must think we've done nothing yet. And we're going to move into the season of enlargement. Stand to your feet, everybody, and clap for Jesus. Bow your heads and close your eyes. We are here at the start of a new year. I don't know what did you say to God, what did you like to do this year? Maybe you want to follow Him and want to serve Him. Maybe you have tried everything in the world and it's not working. You also want to be part of this enlargement that Pastor Chris is preaching about. A season of newness in your life is coming where God will do things you've never seen before. Yes. But you must give your life to Christ. You can't be on the devil's side and expect God to bless you. The people of Israel died in the wilderness and the Bible says their carcasses lay in the desert sands. What about you, my friend? Are you going to delay one more time or are you going to give God a chance to come live in your life? And start to make all things new. If there's anybody like that here this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm going to follow the Lord with all my heart this year. I want to serve Him. I want to do better. But I need Jesus to wash me from my sins. I want to ask you to come to the blue carpet and I will pray for you. If there's someone like that, you say, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. Put up your right hand. So I can pray for you. If you want to give your life to Christ, I want to pray for you. If you're not born again, you must be born again. Otherwise, you will not enter into the kingdom. Hallelujah. I don't see any hands. You must help me, ashes, because the church is big. Maybe we are all saved. That's wonderful. From next week onwards, we will bring unsaved people. Amen. And then we will continue to enlarge the work of God. I see we're enlarging in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for the people as their hands are lifted. It's a new season. It's a new day. 
Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, arise, Joshua. I am preparing for you great things. Thank you, Lord, that we will find it in a book and we will find it in the history of our father's mistakes. Lead me, O thou great Jehovah, into this barren land. Let me conquer. Let me take the cities for you in the name of Jesus and give me soldiers to fight with me in the battle. And all those that don't listen to our words, they said, Joshua, we will deal with them. We give you praise and we give you thanks in Jesus' name. God bless you for listening to this message. Remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind.